Welcome to Millennials on the Move, and we have an amazing guest that I had the pleasure of meeting um, this past year. Um, it was an amazing event that she hosted. She interviewed a panel of women in media, and the event was, it was great. She was great, and I just, I felt gravitated towards her, and I just felt like we should stay connected. And what most millennials do when they go to networking, they get all these numbers, they get all this information, and they never follow through. So I made it my business to follow through with uh, Dominique Clark. So Dominique Clark is our guest today. Hey, how you doing? Hey, girl, hey. <laughs> so um, before we get into our interview, you know, tell us about yourself. What do you like doing for fun? Where do you live? Things like that. Yeah, so fun for me is doing anything with my kids, really. So I'm a mom of two. <laughs> so I have two girls who are six and three, Zoe, Drew, and Zara Ray. So I spend a lot of my time doing stuff with them, planning fun family events with them. Um, but outside of that, I'm also a wife. So a good date night is a good way to also spend right. <laughs> that I like to spend time. Right. I'm hanging out with the hubs and, you know, just enjoying each other. Um, yeah, so that typically consumes most of my time outside of work, just family and loving on the boo. <laughs> oh, great. So that brings me to exactly all the plethora of things that you do. So you're in a relationship guru. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense because loving on the boo and hanging out with yes. you, you're always dealing with relationships. And also, um, you host. You are a media personality, so you do a lot of things under the sun, but they all kind of relate in some way. So can you take us on a journey of how everything got started? Yeah, so it's, stay with me because it's a journey, okay? okay. <laughs> um, so believe it or not, my undergraduate degree is in biology. So I was actually pre-med. I was going to school to be a medical doctor. And, um, you know, God had put in my spirit that he had a different plan for me outside of that but I wasn't quite sure what that was mm -hmm. um, because I never really gave myself the opportunity to explore or really to tap into any other right. gifts of passion right I even went to a high school that was pre-med based so I took science courses anatomy physiology chemistry all that stuff in high school um, before even going to college so that was the plan right um, but then after I finished college I had my degree I started working in research at Duke University and I realized that, you know, I was bigger than my desk and that God had gifts and talents, you know, that were going to go beyond the four walls that I found myself in. And so, ironically, you know, a lot of people at the job, they were doctors, fellows, PhDs. Um, they were great in their career, but they sucked at love, girl. They were socially awkward. <laughs> they invested a lot of time in their career, but not right. to their own lives. Right. Um, so they admired the type of relationship that I had. So my husband, we've been together since 16, so we're high school sweethearts, and so they admired our relationship. They always asked me for advice, and so I started creating all my dating profiles for them. I started matching them up with other people on the job, and it was working, right? <laughs> it was working. They started referring me to their colleagues, and so I was like, okay, this is, I may have something here. So I went and got certified as a matchmaker and relationship coach. Um, I went and interned under one of the largest matchmaking and coaching firms in the, in the country for African-Americans. And I also went on to get my MBA so that I could be well-versed in starting my own business and things like that. Right. 
And so I started my business um, seven years ago. Well, eight years ago, but I've been full time for seven years with the relationship business. And um, two and a half years ago, or yeah, two and a half years ago, um, I wrote a book. And the publisher of my book was like, hey, you know, I'm also a radio personality. And I think it'd be dope if you had a radio show about relationships. Right. And so that was like my introduction to media, right? Right. And so I'm like, sure. So I started a radio show out of Atlanta every Friday night from 6 to 8. Um, it was called No Strings Attached. And I literally had a two or three celebrities on the show every week. It became like this big like deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I live in Charlotte. So the commute became so much. And so eventually I had to stop right. doing the radio show there. Um, but when I stopped the show, people were like, hey, um, I know you're not doing the radio show, but you're still a media outlet. Can you host this event? Can you host this red carpet? Can you go do the BET Awards? Can you do go do the, you know, the red carpet at Essence Fest and, you know, those type of things. Right. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, I didn't I never thought that I would do those things. But right. it turned out to be just I was good at it. It came natural to me. Yeah. Um, and it was just a natural progression, you know, in my business. And I was open to you know, these opportunities and kind of flowing with, right. you know, how things were going. And so here I am now. <laughs> I applaud and appreciate that you allowed that process to happen. Even though since high school, you had plans to do this one thing, you know, but yeah, I feel people going with their passions and going what they're good at naturally. Right. So now it's no longer a job. Mm -hmm. It's just something that I can do for the rest of my life and really enjoy my life. You know what I'm saying? Versus, well, this is what I started with. So I guess I have to end with it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people feel stuck. Yeah. So it's, it's really good that you, know, you can basically take yourself out of uh, the one way track and decide, no, I feel like this is it. And I'm just going to run with it. And all the doors were opening for you. So, see what happens yeah. when you allow, you know, <laughs> fate to occur, you know, in a sense. So yes. I would like to talk about the challenges of relationships, right? Um, yeah. So was there ever a time where you felt like the matchmaking business wasn't working for a certain couple? The answer is yes, girl. <laughs> so many times. And I felt that even more strongly in the last two years of my business, so much so that December of 2018 was the last time I accepted a matchmaking client. So I'm no longer, so if you go to my social media pages, if you go to my website, you don't see the words matchmaker there. I launched a new website at the beginning of the year to kind of help rebrand a little bit. But yeah, matchmaking, I decided, and not just me, but I also felt like God was taking me away from it. Mm -hmm. I realized that one, people are crazy. Let me just be real. <laughs> and sometimes all money ain't good money. So just because they're paying you to do something doesn't mean that it's worth taking that, right, um, right. that level of stress on in your right, life. Right. But I found that people wanted to pay me to still do things their way as opposed to realizing the way that they had been doing things wasn't working with them, which is why they ended up in my house or in my office, right? <laughs> so um, matchmaking became really stressful because I realized that even after matching someone, if they didn't understand their value, if they didn't know who they were, if they didn't have a healthy perspective about what relationships were and how to sustain it, they would self-sabotage self in like six months, right? Or a year. Right. Um, and so I found that I was more beneficial to my clients and the best experience that they could have with me was through coaching and mentorship. 
So that's when I started putting more focus and coaching people to really become their own matchmaker, right? Um, because it was through the coaching that they were able to have these aha moments and say, yes, I'm still struggling with that because this happened to me in the past. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I never saw myself as enough. So that's why I'm selecting these type of men in my life, you know? Um, or, you know, I don't really have a, a standard because I fear of having a standard will consistently bring rejection or men right, saying right, that they right. can't ask it for too much and that type right, of thing. Right. So getting women, women to a place where they can own who they are, they can set a healthy standard of being confident in that and communicate that, and right. they can show up as their confident, authentic selves in the world. Those things, those foundational things to me is what helps my clients begin to start attracting exactly what they wanted. Um, and not necessarily what they wanted, but so much more of what they needed. Right. And after that, they started shifting things around. So I was more successful with coaching them, shifting their mindset, shifting their perspective, doing the work on the inside than I ever was by connecting them with another individual in the world. Right. Because with that knowledge, now they knew how to handle that relationship. Now they knew how to navigate through that, you know, in a way that would bring them success in the end. Right. And I think it's more beneficial, right? So I don't want a five-minute situation to happen for me. Thank you so much for hooking me up with this person. Now I can't yeah. even stay with them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's exactly. like, I really, I, that, that makes so much sense, I think, for the individual and for the way that it was working. Like, I know everybody wants to be loved. I know everyone yeah. wants to be in a relationship. Like, that's something that humans just yearn for, a partner, companionship. But the bigger picture, like you said, is self. And if you can't start with you and start to, you know, break those barriers down that you may have with yourself because of your past, then everything, everything around you is going to crumble. Any type of relationship that you're in. So the triumphs, I feel like, let's talk about something that was like, changed your, your outlook. You, you started waking up smiling more. Like what was one of those moments where it's just like, this is it. This is a major accomplishment. I've made it. Well, I'll, I'll share two things. One um, was my book. So my book, She's Valuable, But Does She Know It? That, to me, I never question. thought. That's yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, I never dreamed about being an author. Like I said, all of what I'm doing now was never on my radar, you know, growing right. up or something that was on my to-do list. And so right. when I realized through the coaching experience that I had so much content in this program that it was enough to write a book with, I started writing a book. And I started writing that book. And once I finished writing that book, the women who came up to me, even at my book signing event, um, the women that would come up to me and share their stories and how the book changed their lives. And then I would, I would go on a HBCU college tour with the book. The number of college students that would be lined up saying, oh my God, that was me, or that's where I'm at right now. And thank you for sharing. And you know, I have something to look forward to now and I do see myself as enough and I am valuable and you know that right there to me was like girl you you're winning right. not because it gained some major notoriety right. but because I was literally changing lives and having right. impact in a way that I didn't realize I was gonna have you know you have this idea of writing a book or doing whatever but you don't realize that it, you really don't know the impact attached to that until it happens right, right. and so experiencing the women their energy, their love, their excitement towards the book and what it's done for their lives, the testimonies. To me, that was a huge triumph, right? A huge winning moment for me. Um, and then the other thing was my radio show. Girl, I was terrified to do a radio show. I was like, uh, this is live. 
You know, right. this is a two hour show that I have to like keep people like engaged and entertained right. with. Right. Nobody's going to want to come on my show. Like no one knows who I am in terms of a medium, you know, outlet. Right. So I was so overwhelmed and had so much anxiety with that. After my first show, publicists, managers were sending me their clients, you know, out of the woodworks. And then most importantly, it awakened a gift inside of me that I didn't know was there. You know, hosting and curating conversations that were necessary and powerful with our community. And even being behind the mic and behind the camera and the gift that I had with that. Right. You know, not everybody, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but not everybody can do that, yeah. right? And communicate in a way behind the mic or behind the camera or in front of the camera to where that message is, um, uh, sticks, right? right. And right. has impact. And so I was like, wow, this is an amazing gift that I didn't realize that I had. And so stepping, you know, getting over the fear of doing the radio show, then actually doing it and seeing, you know, what it woke up on the inside of me right. and what it you know, seeing other people's reaction to it and saying, oh, you should do this, you should do that. Like, that was an amazing moment for me because, like you said before, we think there's one thing, right? right? We think right. there's one thing. Right. And you have no idea what God has in store for you. And so doing that radio show just literally opened up my world to so many different opportunities that I would have never imagined and showed another area that I was strong in that I had no idea. So those two moments really shifted my life and really helped me hone in on, okay, here's a, here's my purpose. Right. This is my assignment. Right. I'm clear right. on that. Let me focus and move full steam ahead. Right. You know? So have you thought about starting a radio show in North Carolina? Like, have you thought about doing radio where you are? Can you hear me? Yes, I can okay. hear you. <laughs> um, have you thought about doing radio where you are? I know in Atlanta the commute was crazy, but have you thought about maybe getting another show in North Carolina? Like, what's going on with that? So here's where, you know, the struggle comes in, right? Right. And where we can think that because something doesn't work out, we're no longer meant to do it. So once I stopped my radio show, I, like, applied to every radio outlet in Charlotte, right? Right. Um, I even was getting looked at by Radio 1. I sent my air check and some other places. But the radio market is really small in Charlotte. And girl, none of them were checking for me. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? Am I not, you know, am I not supposed to do this? Right. But that is when I started getting the calls to do other stuff, oh, hosting and awards and doing red right. carpets and things like that. Right. So when I thought that that door was closed and maybe that time was over, it opened up in a brand new way. Once I got out of my head and saying that, okay, I guess I'm not supposed to do this type of work anymore because right. nobody wants to work with me. Right. You know, or maybe I wasn't enough. Maybe I'm not good enough to right. work with the stations here in Charlotte right. when none of that was true, right? right? And so I then had to realize, look, girl, you can create your own thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. go out there and do it. It may look different than what you had in mind. Right. But in the end, it's all the same. Go out there, create your own stuff, let people know that you're here and ready to work, and go be great, you know? And so that's what I did. And so, yeah, it hasn't worked out in the Charlotte area for radio, and I haven't been trying to do it, you know, recently. But right. like I said, I've been consistent with going with the flow, and I'm just going to continue to do that. <laughs> I want to speak to personal um, struggles, you know, things that we get in our own way about. So can you share with us – 
something that you get in your own way about so that people can kind of, you know, connect in that way if they're struggling with the same thing? And how, yes. and what are your solutions, essentially? Yeah, so I'll speak of, and I don't know if this speaks exactly to what you're saying, but um, I'll speak to something that recently happened to me. So um, I recently covered the 50th NAACP Image Awards, which was every single thing. <laughs> and I couldn't even believe that I got accepted to cover that. That's right. actually the largest thing that I've covered to date. Mm. And they told me a week before. Mm. So yeah. I live in Charlotte. Yeah. Right. I was in Hollywood, California. California. Wow. And because I'm a freelance journalist, I'm not working for an outlet that can pay to send me out there. Mm. I didn't have enough time to pitch myself for an outlet, let me back up, to send me out there, right? Because it was a seven-day turnaround, really a six-day turnaround. Right. So I'm like, okay, I got to pay <laughs> to go right. across the country. Last minute, you know those flights and hotel fees were ridiculous. And you know, Cali. Okay. Yes. And it's a busy weekend, so you know all the prices were going up. Right. Um, I couldn't afford to. My husband typically travels with me, and I'll just be all transparent with you. We couldn't afford to bring both of us out there last minute like that. Right. Um. So I had to go. Well, at first I battled with if I should even go. Right. Mm -hmm. I was struggling with if am I going to trust God for this to be an opportunity that could be you know an asset to my career right, and just right. make the investment and go. Even though coins might be looking a little different when I come home, right. <laughs> you know, or am I going to stay back because it's just too uncomfortable and it's going to rock the boat too much, mm. you know, and also I didn't get to show up the way that I wanted to. And I know this may sound crazy, but girl, I wanted to go get new outfits. I wanted to go get my nails done and my hair done. So I knew that I couldn't pay over a thousand dollars to get over there and just be there for the event. And, then and go over there and look right. Right. And so I was really frustrated, but this is the reality of the industry, right? Like sometimes you're going to have to do some stuff that's going to cause you to pay for something that you didn't necessarily expect to pay for, but the opportunity is too great to miss. Right. And then on the other on the side of that, all right, God, you open this door. Let me watch you work. So girl, it took a lot, but I decided, let me go ahead and do that. My husband stayed back, got the kids together. I washed my own hair. I pulled some stuff from my own closet. I went to the corner store when I got to California and painted my own toes and nails. And I was there, right? And so I just said, you know what? I came all the way from North Carolina. These people are going to hear and see me. I went to every event. I got into events. I wasn't even a clear to get into. And I connected with people, got contact information from people that I would have never thought would right. do that. I mean, Steve Harvey, um, producer, um, who else? Also, Entertainment Tonight people who might be interested in working with me in a capacity. I mean, right. all sorts right. of things outside of just being there at the event and covering the event. And so that was a real struggle for me because I had to put aside how I felt like I needed to look and be and then what my coins were going to be looking like right. versus what's the main goal? Is it about how you look and, you know, the bank account, even though sometimes it is, or is it about just staying in purpose and trusting God and doing what you were called to do? And most importantly, knowing that you were meant to be in the room because I struggled with that. I'm like, I'm going to, literally, I was there and I'm sitting in the seats and next to the seat says Variety 
essence, ebony. And I'm like, and then Dominique. And I'm like, oh my God. You know, I'm like, I ain't supposed to be here. Dominique. <laughs> and Dominique. And I'm just like, right. no, I am supposed to be here. And so right. just that struggle sometimes of like, one, knowing that, okay, if an opportunity is given to you and it's a major opportunity, don't pass up there. Know that you are meant to have that. You're meant to be in the room. And right. even if the money is looking a little funny, Right. Still go after that. Recognize that it's an investment worth making and that right. the return will be even greater than what you could ever imagine. Right. And a lot of people struggle with feeling like they belong, right? Feeling like yes. this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I feel like no matter how great you are, how many accolades you have, I feel like that is still a constant. But am I supposed to be here? But is yeah. this what I'm supposed to be doing? So I think that's a constant struggle that we deal with. But Working through that and just putting yourself yes. in that situation changes everything. Um, sitting oh, okay. in that room, it could be like, yep, I definitely don't belong. I don't have this <laughs> I did not, da -da -da -da. I didn't prepare for this, but you're there, you know? And so work the room. And I'm, I'm so glad that you were able to share that story with us because so many of us go through that on a day-to-day -day basis in our different areas. Um, that we're choosing to go after um, for our passions mm -hmm. and our purposes. So is there anything that you feel like you can share with millennials about just your journey in general, like something that keeps you going, like a motivational uh, speaker or speech or quote or anything like that? Um, you know, one of the things that I have realized is that especially as millennials, right? Mm -hmm. When we get our mindset on something, we're like, yes, I'm getting ready to do this. I'm about to do it well. You know, I'm about to be it. But it's supposed to be hard. Yeah. It's not going to be easy, right? And we hear that, but it's true, right? This past weekend, that was hard for me. Like, it was hard for me to do that. It was hard for me to stand next to other major re nationally recognized outlets and stand up in a room and be confident as a girl from North Carolina and ask my questions and address these celebrities and stars as if I've been doing this all my life, you right, know? Right, right. It is hard, and it's supposed to be hard. And if it was easy, we know anybody can do it. And so recognize that with this, it's, it's going to stretch you in a way that you've never been stretched, right? But it's going to grow you in a way that you're supposed to grow in order to be the greatest at whatever it is you feel like you've been called to do. So even though that moment was hard for me, I mean, I cried when I got off the plane. I cried on the way to the because I was just so overwhelmed and anxious. Right, right. You would never know that on social media, but I was right. so anxious and overwhelmed. But it's supposed to be hard, yeah. and you're supposed to be nervous, and it's going to be challenging. But it's the people that resist that, right, or that choose not to resist that, right. that make it and go far. So if I can encourage you in any way, resist Fear, resist the feel of the the need to for the road to be easy you know and just laid right. out and super clear right. and more so embrace the fact that it's going to take some faith and it's going to take some growth and character building and right. it's going to stretch you in a way that you've not been stretched but your commitment to it showing up for it every time and being prepared and making sure you're ready so you don't have to get ready it's the most amazing thing you could do for yourself in your career right, right? You hear so many stories about people sleeping in their car and being homeless and stuff like that. That stuff is real, yeah. you know? Yeah. But what happened? They never gave up on the dream. Right. So 
You know, you may not have to sleep in the car. That could be you moving into your mom's house for a little bit. Right. That could be you, you know what, picking up a second job so you can afford to build the business and the brand. Right. That could mean, you you know what, I can't afford to put my child in daycare this month. So I'm going to, you know, keep them home with me and work at home at night to really right. build things going. Whatever that is, you know, right. for you. Right. It may not be sleeping in a car, but there is going to be a sacrifice that you're going to have to make. Right. So embrace that, accept that, take it on. And go and be great and do what you know you were called to do. So that's the advice that I give. And then one other thing, and this is what I say in the book. You matter, you're enough, and you're valuable. Don't ever forget it. Don't ever question that. Own that and consistently show up as that. Show up, people. Show up. <laughs> Millennials do struggle with instant gratification. That's something that everybody yes. keeps telling us over and over. We, even at the event that you hosted, you know, these women yeah. were basically saying, this isn't an overnight industry. This just doesn't happen yeah. overnight. So thank you yeah. so much for sharing that last, people, that last piece of information because all of us need it. I need it. <laughs> Everyone <Yeah. laughs> that knows what they're doing is trying to reach a certain level of success needs that. So thank you, Dominique Clark. And can you leave us with some information how to get in contact with you, your website, your Instagram, your Facebook, everything. Well, you can definitely go to my website at www.dominiqueclark.com. But I really want you to connect with me on social. Um, I launched my YouTube channel um, in February. Yes, so go to youtube.com slash Clark. I'm talking about all things relationships, love, and self-rediscovery. Um, and then I'm constantly putting like daily tidbits and motivational stuff. Um, and you can keep up with what I have going on on Instagram. And Twitter, and you can follow me at I am underscore D Clark, and that's D C L A R K. All right, guys, well, thank you so much for being with us. Please tune in. This this is for you. This is for all the millennials. Everybody trying to go after their dreams, start their businesses, follow their passions. When you had a direct path that you felt like you should have been going on, and then something drastically changes and pushes you towards your passion, follow it. We learned that the best from D. Clark today. So thank you so much for being with us. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs>